0: Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. So today I had an awesome opportunity to sit down and talk with one of my friends, Anna. She is an absolute all-star yoga bodybuilding crossfit does it all really inspirational and motivational and just a down to earth girl so it was good to sit down and kind of talk life fitness with her we, we get a little bit of a insight on her story and what she's about so make sure you tune into that you guys can find her on instagram her handle is anna merrill fitness that's a-n-n-a-m-e-r-r-i-l-l fitness so make sure you guys give her a follow let her know that she did an awesome job on this podcast give her some love and support um, so I hope you enjoy this interview, loved doing this, look forward to interviewing uh, more people on the show. And without further ado, here is my interview with Anna Merrill. So you go go back through your, your story again, and how that whole fitness journey got started, you're talking about your kids, um, just go back through that one more time, just so we can get a refresher of exactly how you got started in fitness, because I wasn't even familiar with it when I got here. So just go through that one more time.
1: From childhood or from recent?
0: Anything you want. Just go ahead. Okay. Just go nuts.
1: Um, so I grew up with five brothers, being an athlete, okay. um, playing sports, and um, played soccer in college. And then um, lived in Vail, met my ex-husband there, and got married, had kids, and fell into the whole routine of becoming... Yoga and cardio girl. Um, Yoga became my passion. It was a path that I found that I absolutely fell in love with, um, but lost my strength training. Um, And then, I guess we're going into this again. Um, Okay. Um, Then along the way, um, I have two little kids, but Mm. my daughter, Blake, um, at 18 months, was... um, given a terminal cancer diagnosis at Children's Hospital. Um, she was diagnosed with a type of cancer called neuroblastoma, um, which stemmed from her spine and then moved forward into her abdomen. Um, and at that point, I think any parent, it feels as if the world, just the ground disappeared from underneath you and you lose your footing and you take a moment to breathe. And in those moments, you find out who you are um, and how you respond, how you react, and I would hope any parent would do anything they could for their kids, and um, my ex-husband and I at that point, I think rallied and teamed up and really did everything we could for our daughter, um, and got her the best treatment we possibly could at Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York, um, and went through treatment with her through chemo, through radiation, through surgery, and um, it's a very very hard time yeah. in life, and for sure. um, I was pregnant with. Our second child Holden, um, who is now two little little boy, um, and had Holden, and then Blake got better um, with her treatment at Memorial Sloan Kettering, came back to Colorado, and um, yes, uh, my ex husband and I decided to go our separate ways. Um, and after that, it was a moment where I needed some emotional stability, needed to do something for me, needed to find something to get some strength back, um, I'd been doing a lot as a mom, um, taking care of my daughter and, um, she got better and so it was time to find my strength and, um, so I decided to do bodybuilding and dove into that world. Um, (laughs) That's the the quickest,
0: that's the quickest transition ever from trying to figure things out to let's do a bodybuilding show. Yes. So walk, walk yourself and walk, walk me through what that was like because I think a lot of people tend to do that sometimes. They're like, oh, I want to get in shape. (laughs) Guess Let's go so. to a bodybuilding show, which if you don't if you're listening and you don't know, it's like the most it's one of the most difficult ways to get fit and I also would argue that there are a lot of unhealthy people in that industry as well, but yes. it is a very very challenging way to get fit and it's very drastic it's uh yes. it's not something that you can kind of lollygag with if unless you want to do horribly, I guess, but yeah. if you want to do well in the show, it's something that is it's very demanding uh, so walk us through what that was like going from. I gotta trans or I gotta get fit, kind of get back into it, get my strength back to let's right. enter a bodybuilding show.
1: Um, well, that's kind of my personality. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna go all in. <laughs> okay. I go all in. That's what I do. Sure. So, um, yeah, So I the yes it was like I'm gonna do bodybuilding. Had no idea what it entailed. Like you're saying, um, signed up with a coach. You had no.
0: You had no idea at all.
1: No. Nothing. No, not really. No, no, no. And like signed up, and yes, I was the yoga girl and have right. mentioned that. Um, Yeah, was 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 the yoga girl that had no muscle, and it takes time to put on muscle. It's not about getting up there in a bikini and oh, you are in shape. It's no, there's it takes time to build muscle and to get that definition. And um, well,
0: I would argue, I would say it's it's especially challenging for women too. I mean, there are some guys who will go and they'll do they'll do some sort of routine for three to six months and they put on twenty pounds of muscle if they never worked out before. Whereas for females, it's a different. Most of the time, a different uh, scenario where it might take a little bit longer because of the, I mean, testosterone and hormones are different, so that can be a huge struggle. Because yes. like you said, it, depending on what level or what type of show you do, it's, you got to have some muscle on there. You can't just be that girl that was born skinny and is skinny and will be skinny forever and go in there and do well in the show. You still have to have some definition and some muscle that shapes your
1: body well. Yes. And so it was hard to find that. Sure. The <laughs> right. <laughs> did not happen. I mean, I went, I signed up with a coach and... Was going to do a competition in, like, 10 weeks. Um, no, that's... S-
0: start s- start to finish, 10 weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. Sure. I, I mean, I sure. didn't know. I, right, I right, was right. completely oblivious to the whole thing. How long um, ago was this? That was... So, I decided in July of last year. Okay, And okay. then, about eight weeks in, my coach said, at that time, was like, you're not ready. Like, you're not. And right. you're not going to compete in... Him and I also did not have the best relationship, um, being that I was the yoga girl and nicknamed that and string bean and
0: right. so that
1: help. no string bean being called string bean wasn't very much fun. So <laughs> um, yes, I stopped or quit with him and wasn't sure if I was going to do it at all. Um, and then came across Justin Rogers, who is my mm-hmm. coach now, who's phenomenal, a mm-hmm. fantastic human being, um, and wanted a long prep. I said, I want to pick a show, I want a big show, and I want to take time to build some muscle, to build some history, and so we did that, and I got to eat a lot of food. God, was that
0: was that a shock to you, or was that something you expected?
1: No, that was something I kind of expected, I think, okay. just with my background with fitness, um, some general knowledge that I know you have to eat to build muscle. I'm not sure. one that has ever starved myself with food, um, to be skinny or anything, and so, yeah, but I was eating it was quite a bit um and then it was amazing to see muscle come and grow and fat to drop and continue to build um so we took I signed up with him in December and trained through June 2nd was my first show so okay and and yeah I'm still still doing it and rolling into the second one and
0: I love it so what what, what's the what I want to go back a little bit to you mentioned that those trying times as a parent, for you specifically, when your daughter was diagnosed, they'll tell you a lot about who you are um, and how you handle things. What did you learn through that experience? Um, so I know that you mentioned before we were talking and you just mentioned that like, you, you've met some parents that just give up and we all know other people who just go balls to the wall, they'll do anything. So what did you learn about yourself uh, throughout that process? Well, what did you learn?
1: Um, I'm gonna come back to yoga again. It was a huge, like, take a deep breath, stop, breathe, um, and instead of just reacting and falling apart. Um, I, I learned that I, I definitely am a little feisty in, in some ways, That that serves me well. And in sure. that place it did, in that time in my life it did. Um, but that you can't control outside circumstances. We got the news and it was stop, take a breath. What can we do? Um, how you respond is going to influence the outcome. It's not going to change the outcome, maybe, but it's going to influence it. And to take the time to control your emotions, um, to think it through, to slow down. Um, Children's Hospital, also during that time, it told us we had to start chemotherapy. That was on a Friday. We had to start chemotherapy on Tuesday. And they said, you have to do this like now. And when we got a second opinion, same day, another hospital, Memorial Sun-Kettering, called us back and we're like, take a deep breath like she's had this growing inside her since she was born or before while she was in utero, you don't have to move on Tuesday, slow down. We're going to review it on Tuesday. We're going to review her scans. Um, and so I think during all that though, was just take a deep breath. Like when things happen, slow down, slow down your reaction, check in with yourself, check your thoughts, check your emotions. And I guess just avoid re reacting right which i mean it's hard like when somebody slams on the brakes in front of you like how do you react do, do you fire up do you lose your mind or you just take a deep breath and drive around them like that it came to that in every other situation in life like the one i was mentioning you before like running with a weight of vest and it's miserable and it's cold and it's hailing and <coughs> all you want to do is be like yeah i'm done to take a deep breath and just continue to push through like right. you get to challenge yourself you get to see what you physically can do um, and so it comes up in other areas of life. Or if you lost your job, how do you react? Take a moment, breathe. You can't change what happened. All you can do is respond and try to prepare your best for what's going to happen next. So yeah.
0: So you said that you mentioned that you have like this this feisty personality that you said paid off. But at the same time, you were kind of put in a situation where you had to stop and react. Was that stopping? And assessing and then making a decision difficult for you, or were you racing the whole time and you're like, I want to get things done, or was it, was it kind of easy just to sit down and say, okay, what, what are all the scenarios that are going on, what are my options, and what can I do? Was that challenging? Was that easy? How did that work?
1: Um, I would still say it's challenging um, during that moment specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely still challenging. Um, hard to find my breath, hard to slow down, um, but it's something you have to do. Right. Like you have to when your child's life is um, up in the air. Like You do that. Um, and thankfully also having people around you that support you um, helps get through um, to help calm you down, to keep you calm. Um, I'm thankful that I had my family throughout all of that. Um, to be there for support, having support and knowing you're not alone um, during those challenging times. Um, and yeah, I don't feel like I answered that question well.
0: No, you did. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. There's no such thing as good or bad. Just oh, being upfront conversation wise. So, I mean, I'm sure it had to have been, it had to have been challenging. I mean, I know I haven't faced anything quite like that, but I know other situations where, um, something needs to happen. It's much easier for me to go, Oh, okay. I got to do something. I mean, Kaylee says it all the time. She's like, once you get a thought in your head, you obsess about it. <laughs> and I'm like,
1: and I, oh, it, no, yes, I don't. <laughs> it did. It became, I guess, it's, it's an oxymoron of like, slow down, slow down your reaction. Like, no, we don't have to start chemo Tuesday, but speed up. We got to figure it out. Sure. Like, it's a bad. We got to figure it out now. Right. Um, and it was staying up all night doing as much research. I mean, I had never heard the word neuroblastoma before in my life. Right. And um, my dad and one of my brothers, they spent the weekend writing a research paper like for us. I was like, non-biased. Like, take your ego. Take your opinion of what kind of treatment we need to do out of it and just give us as much information as you can because we have to make this decision. Sure. Like, we have to find out the best treatment for our daughter. Um, and so it was a slow down, but hurry up. Try to think as clear as possible. Um, and, yeah, you know, sleepless nights and yeah, staying I'm up, sure. studying and I'm learning. Sure. And, yes. That's why
0: I think, I think another thing that was interesting that you were talking about, you said during this time you felt that um, you and your ex-husband had the best um, – Friendship relationship in the sense that you, you guys really took the opportunity to work together and become one unit and you guys were stronger and your daughter was probably more, just was taken better care of because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, did that, was that process of like, was it, was it a process to say, okay, we need to come together? Or did it just come naturally because you both care about your daughter so much? Cause I know I've heard of other situations where people are, they might not be in crisis, but they have other things going on and we're all sitting on the outside thinking, okay, if you guys just work together, although you aren't in a relationship anymore, if you just work together, everything that's going on might be a little easier, uh, but they don't choose to do that. So in that moment, was it like, okay, it's blatantly obvious that we got to come together, be a unit, or was it something that just kind of had, you had to work on over time?
1: I would say that one was a blatantly obvious um, for both of us. It was a, yeah, drop all of our differences, any of our issues, and we have to do everything we can for our daughter. Right,
0: right. Yeah, Yeah, I can't imagine That's. I mean, I bet you're so thankful for that though. Yes. I mean it's 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 it seems like it's great to know that okay, maybe the relationship didn't work out, but as parents, or even down the road, when you have parenting things going on later, you know that okay, we went together as a unit, we worked on this together, and now our daughter's better for it, and therefore our kids will be able to have great parents as a support team later on. Um and we can work together. I think a lot of people probably have difficulties dealing with that as a as a as a split couple, you know? Yes. Um so I think that's interesting. Let's talk about uh your your back to the whole fitness journey thing. So now I know, I mean, I see you at the gym all the time and you're super into lifting. What was that, what was that transition from mostly yoga? Cause I still, I know you still love yoga now. What was that transition from mostly yoga to adding resistance training? Like, was it, I just have to do this because I know that's what I need to do to build muscle or were you excited at at the beginning? Walk me through that whole process of basically introducing your mind and your body to a whole new type of, um, exercise.
1: Well, I had some some strength training. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, growing up, I went to the gym sorry, at 12 years old, probably okay. with my dad, okay. lifting. And then in high school, I took weightlifting every semester so that I could work out during school. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. That's a good idea. So good I may call. have already had a problem and a little bit of an addiction gotcha. to weightlifting. Okay. So
0: it wasn't just quite straight yoga, no lifting, straight lifting. Okay. There was No, it was history. some
1: strength training and right. then I didn't and missed it being a part of my life. Gotcha. And okay. needed it for empowering myself, um, and healing physically and then emotionally, like we talked about that it all comes with it, mentally, emotionally, everything. Um, so stepping back in the gym, um, yeah, I, it's always you got to swallow your ego a little bit when you first start. <laughs> That's the truth. Right? I still do it every day. Oh my god! If you challenge,
0: I still do it every day. I'm like, well, didn't think I could do that. Didn't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or when I walk into CrossFit and every day I'm like, and I still suck at CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I just tried my hardest and I still suck. That's cool. All right. Humbling. Humbling. Mm. Thank you for that experience. Right. Um, so it was. It wasn't like I came back and I signed up for bodybuilding and got my list of 12 exercises to do every day and I had no idea what they were. It was, no, I know. Right. Like I may needed some refresher on some stuff just as far as technique and movements, but I knew for the most part what exercises were. It wasn't like the machines were completely foreign to me. Right. Thank goodness. Um Yeah. That would be, yes. Cause that can be overwhelming. And yeah. I, I sympathize with people that are brand new to a fitness journey. I understand that that in itself could keep you from going to the gym, just not, having the knowledge of the right. machines that could be intimidating. So right. yeah, it's intimidating no when through. I have it and yeah. I started again and was a mom that had just been doing yoga. That is great, but right. I didn't have the strength and started yeah with the low weights and yep. Yeah, lower than I was lifting in high school. But so you are more,
0: you are more than willing just to just jump in and say, Hey, this is what it is. I'm getting back into it. Let's go.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good thing. So, um, what I, let's talk about, I want to talk about your, uh, your perspective as a mom who is into fitness as well. Because, I, I'm going to offend some people saying this, but I don't care, I'm going to say it.
1: <laughs> Parenting
0: is one of the most widely used excuses for not taking care of their health. I would, I would argue. I mean, that's what I hear all the time. I have kids. You have no, I mean, I don't, I don't have kids. But, you know, the excuses are, I have kids. You have no idea how much time it is. Um, so speaking a little bit about how you take care of your fitness and how you manage that well, um, while being a mom at the same time, because I know, I mean, I've seen you with your kids, you spend a ton of time with your kids, you care for them, you love for them. It's not like they're in a daycare 30 hours, you know, uh, every, you know, two days. So, um, you're with them a lot. How do you, how do you balance that? And what would you have to say to people who, or I guess dads or moms or just parents in general who are really fighting to find this, this balance so they can take care of themselves?
1: It, it's definitely a balance, and that balance constantly ebbs and flows and changes, yeah. and you have to find what works for you and your family and your kids, and nobody is going to have the exact same blueprint. Um, for me, I think being a mom and trying to set a good example for my children, health is important, and that they Absolutely. health is important, should be important to them. Um, we try to get out, I get outside with my kids every day. That's one thing that it's something that's important to me. I think it's important to get outdoors. I think it's important to do something active with my kids. I'm mm-hmm. um, with them, but then spending time in the gym and taking care of myself physically is also a sign of some self-respect, some self-love um, as opposed to just giving yourself to everyone else. Um, I think as parents, a lot of times it does become like about the kids or about our spouse or anything else. And you forget who you are and, don't take time to take care of yourself, and you should be your own priority. Um, once you start taking care of yourself, you're happier, and that radiates. I think that shows. I think it comes through in every other aspect of life. Um, if you are happy, then it's going to show up in your parenting. It's going to show up in your interactions. It's going to show up in your confidence when you're out, um, when you're at your job. So finding what makes you happy, I think, is balance. Um, again, I don't know know oh, for me it is I spend I go to the gym like I am there every day but I'm not spending five hours sure right. like <laughs> it's <laughs> hopefully not. nobody
0: is no um, <laughs> it's not
1: um and I, I try I try to get my workout my lift done in an hour like it's an hour of your day um mm-hmm. and if you don't have an hour just start like start somewhere start with a walk outside start with 30 minutes just 30 minutes um and See if you can fit that into your day and then how your priorities may shift and you may feel better your happiness may change your energy changes sure everything starts to change and you again that balance ebbs and flows it changes as you go so
0: yeah and i think um i don't know i'm not sure where it came from i don't know if it was like the blue collar mentality when we came to america as america was growing but we feel like it seems like people think it's all or nothing if I can't go to the gym for an hour or 90 minutes every single day, what's the point of me going on a walk for 30 minutes? You know, but it is key to build – I tell my clients this all the time. It's key to build um, a habit. Even if it's a small habit, if you have that repetition, it can turn into something greater. So if you have some sort of behavior, which you think would be going to the gym for 90 minutes, but you change it to I'm going to do – I've gone a 15-minute walk, whatever, twice a day – that's easy. It becomes a habit. Now that time's designated, you can find a way to make it grow and it kind of goes from there. So I think definitely as, as parents, I feel like it would be best to just say, all right, I don't have an hour to go to the gym five days a week and do weight training, um, but I do have 30 minutes. And yeah, I'm or make 30 minutes happen. to
1: get outside with your kids. Right. Go for a hike. Like go for a bike ride. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And an example for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. You and I, I think both are huge on habit and how once Massive. that habit is in place... That I mean, even yesterday, I, I wasn't excited to go to the gym. One of the rare days that I just was right. like, I'm not motivated. But it also felt like not myself if I didn't go. So I went there just out of routine. Like That's exactly like, right. Because it's part of who I am now. It's built into mm-hmm. my lifestyle and my day. And it just, I, I don't feel like I would feel like me going to bed at night if I hadn't gone to the gym. Yeah. Um, because it's become such a strong habit. Um, it's, it's
0: literally the same thing as brushing your teeth.
1: Yes. And I agree. I agree completely, um, and now, I don't know if you know, past two months, like each month I've set a new goal of a habit, like just a daily habit, and just focus on getting that habit done each day, whether it is the five-minute walk, whether it's getting up and meditating, whatever it is, something to take care of your health, and then once you make an X through the calendar 30 days in a row, it's a lot harder to break that habit when you see a full month full Absolutely. of Xs.
0: So what are those habits that you're working on now? Um, oh, I, I, sorry, let's go back. What are the habits that you started with and that you've you've created, then what are the ones you're working on now?
1: Okay. Um, so just for the month of September, um, so last month, um, what's happening? It's October. It's October. So (laughs) September, my habits, um, I listen to Ben Bergeron a lot. I love him. Um, and instead of focusing on, Oh, I have a competition coming up. I want to win the overall, I'm going to get first place. Like that's my goal. It's no, I'm going to go into the gym. I'm going to train a hundred percent when I'm there. Not chit-chat, like get my workout done, get back to my kids, get back to my life. Like, Dedicate when I'm there, be focused, be present. None of this, oh, I'm going to go through the motions. Like, When I'm there, it's time to train. It's a
0: behavior goal.
1: Yes. Um, And so that's why it was, the results will come. If you are giving 100%, the results are going to come. Or when it comes to the competition time, I can be nothing but proud of myself knowing that I gave it 100% every single day. So I broke it down into just every day, I'm going to give it 100% when I go to the gym. And so I did X's, but I did one line for give it a hundred percent at the gym. And the second line was stay dialed in on my macros and my nutrition, take care of my nutrition, make sure I'm prepped.
0: Preparation is key.
1: Preparation is key. Could
0: you, could you honestly, could you do what you're doing now with your kids, all the gyms that you're teaching classes at, everything else you have going on in your life, if you didn't prepare your food or prepare plan to work out, anything like that. Do you think it would happen on a consistent basis?
1: No, Not no. a chance. No, a you chance. Ha- like there has to be organization. You have to prepare, you have to plan. Like, all of that, you you have to be prepared. Um, and so that was my goals for September. That was my habit of one line for, give it 100% every day. Other line, stay on top of my food. Um, and there was one day I slipped up food-wise where I wasn't prepared. Like, I didn't have my meals with me. And, yeah, I, was, I it wasn't like I crazy screwed up and went and ate a buffet. But, sure. no, I wasn't right on top but of it. It's right. It was just one day. But is that going to kill me? No. Like, okay. Messed up, move on, let's go. Like yep, let's absolutely. get back to the habit. And one day that I just wasn't feeling motivated at the gym, but I was still there trying and it just felt like the motivation, the energy, the like high gear never came. It just never quite got there. But, right.
0: but you're one ready to day of thirty. One I mean Well and the thing is too, sometimes 100% can be relative. You right. Know?
1: Just based on where my body was at.
0: Yeah. Like I and gave your it 100 wherever it is. Yeah. yeah. What what I've got today, whatever the tank is, whether it's five gallons or 20 gallons, I'm giving it 100% and I'm using everything I got. Yes. Um, And I think Great. that's that's something that's we forget too often. I do the same thing though. I mean, there are days where, I mean, I think, la- I don't know if it was this week or last week, there was a day where I wasn't, I didn't even think about going to the gym, but I ended up at the gym because it's yeah. like. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I literally thought like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym now. But it wasn't like, okay, can't wait to get my lift in today. I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. It was more of, yep, driving to the gym, which is a part of my day. And then I was in there and it definitely wasn't the best workout of my life, but it was everything I had that day. And it's so crucial, especially when it comes to building that habit, because otherwise it's it's, it's impossible. It's going to be so difficult to reach any sort of goal. Um, And I think another thing that, It'd be good to talk about, since we were touching on this earlier, is the, the obstacles that come up and the excuses and the, um, the negative mentality that gets, gets into people's minds of saying, this isn't just perfect, so I can't do this. Or, you know, the lighting in the yoga studio isn't great, so meh. Or, uh, you know, the daycare can only have my kid for 45 minutes, so I can't get my hour workout in. So how do you deal with those things that, that, that come your way? Because it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Stuff hits the fan all the time. So how do you deal with stuff that comes your way, and then how do you, how would you speak to other people who are kind of resting in that mentality of, I am a victim all the time, and I can never win?
1: <laughs> Dang it, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how. I don't know how it happens, but it's just, I, I think it comes down to getting to know yourself and knowing what's important to you. Um, and when something's important to you, that you commit that to yourself, commit to meeting those goals, commit to your kids, commit to whatever it is. And again, it comes back to a self-respect and holding yourself accountable. So self-accountability, um, being a huge thing. Um, and you make it work like every day. Yeah. There things happen all the time, especially with kids. Yes. Any parent out there will say, (laughs) I'm sure. Sorry. As I'm shaking my head, I'm just thinking of all the different days that, yeah, things come up. Things do not go as planned. They do not, but you do your best to prepare. And then, you roll with it, and you figure it out, and you make it happen. Um, it, it's, again, creating that habit in. So first month that you start a habit and you slip up, that, okay, that happened, you had a hard day, you didn't meet your goal, you didn't make it happen. But it becomes easier and easier over time to figure those out that when things come up, that you're mm-hmm. going to that you do you figure. It, it, you don't want to break that right. agreement you made with yourself. Yeah. Um,
0: and at the end of the day, you're the one that's in control. I mean, we're messaging each other about this earlier. You're in the one that's in control of everything. So I think one thing you touched on was very important, like knowing your why. You have to know your why. It has to be important to you because, let's face it, I just wrote a blog about this. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, you, you have to know your why. And if it really is important to you, you'll get it done. And if it's not, you won't. That's just the way it is. If it's that important to you, you'll make it happen. And if you notice that you have been making it happen, you need to be honest with yourself and say, okay, maybe it's like my number three priority right now versus my number one, which is fine. But if you say it's your number one priority and you don't treat it as such, what's going to happen is it's going to be this never-ending cycle of beating yourself up because you didn't do it over and over and over again. And you're never going to um, create those behaviors that make habits, right? I mean, we're in control. You're in control. Uh... It's. I think it's just so important to realize that because it's just there's too much of this victim mentality, going around and it's killing. It's killing me.
1: <laughs> it's, it's killing me too. Yeah, we've we've talked about this, but and I'm I'm going to go back to yeah again like touching on your why and knowing, what's important like. Holding those values dear to you and making those a priority like, you have. To, if something's important to you, what are you doing each day? The mirrors that I guess yeah absolutely. if my kids are important to me that's a perfect way of learning that like what am I doing each day am I sitting down am I off my phone no I need to be I'm gonna say that right now I need to be better about being off my phone off Instagram off whatever like and being present with my kids because they are the most important thing to me and it's holding yourself accountable for that and taking time each day or each week whatever it is to look yourself in the eye like me right now, just being like, Hey, yeah, I, I need to be off my phone more, be more present. But that's, that's something like for November and that's going to be my habit working November is more time of just like having blocks of time that I'm not on my phone and I'm just right. with my kiddos 100%. Right. So in my, so far October daily habit circling back is my morning routine.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Walk, which is just that.
1: dialing in, making sure, I mean, I already had a morning routine, but, oh, okay. but making sure it happens every morning sure. because I think it sets the tone for the day 100% like and I Absolutely. also want to go back to even nightly routine because that's something I at it's night
0: so underrated
1: thank you I agree a nightly
0: routine is the most <laughs> oh overlooked thing God. ever that's like, like hey my my macros are dialed in um I'm working out properly uh, okay well what's your sleep like uh you go to bed yes. at 12 and I watch three hours of tv beforehand and I wake up at five. Oh, well there's the problem <laughs> Sleep. i
1: mean sleep's important that that i try but even the quality realistically
0: if you don't have a nightly routine you know
1: true and my i'm incredibly ocd and okay. if i wake up and the house is a mess
0: boom right to it like
1: i'm already in a bad mood like the day hasn't even started and i'm already in a bad mood so So is the
0: nightly is that a part of the nightly routine nightly
1: routine my kiddos i mean yes they pick up their toys We play a cleanup song barney's cleanup song Pick up the toys. Pick up the house. We do a little yoga. They have their own yoga mats. That is awesome. Read a story. Go to bed. Brush their teeth. Go to bed. And then I finish cleaning up the kitchen, cleaning up the rest of the house, and prepare for the next day. Like, prepping lunches, prepping breakfast. Like, I always start the dishwasher, and I start a load of laundry pretty much Mm -hmm. every night because Mm -hmm. with kids, that's what happens. Sure. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So, that's part of my nightly routine is that then when I wake up in the morning, like, I already know what we're having for breakfast. It's already... There you go. It's not sure, right. chaos. And then I wake up, get my coffee going, jump in the shower to wake myself up. Now doing a morning meditation, um, which I wasn't doing every morning, but started doing it every morning. Make up my bed, um, and then yeah, get, get the kiddos up and have some yeah. breakfast and roll through.
0: Well, yeah. So if you didn't have, like you said about the breakfast, if it's, it's chaos if you don't have it ready, and so. The rest of your day is going to be chaos because of that. That's, that's what, what happens like. all the time. So people just... I mean, I think it's everybody though, not just us. I mean, people will... They'll wake up five minutes before they have to leave for work. And then they're wondering the whole time why they're playing catch-up. Right. You and know? that's
1: what you wake up. I have to prep the night before. Otherwise, I feel a step behind before my day is yes, even starting. Yes, you're never going to catch up. No.
0: Yeah. There's not enough... There's just not enough time.
1: No. Um, and what, I, another part of the morning routine is... I either spend 10 minutes reading. It depends on how the morning is going, what we have going that day, like if there's school, if there's swim lessons, whatever it is, um, if I have an early class or not, um, spend 10 minutes reading, or I listen to a podcast, like mm-hmm. I'm a huge podcast person, listen to an ebook, whatever, in the car, or while I'm getting ready, I just have it playing, just something to better my mind, something to continue to learn, to continue to grow, um, and yeah, it's been... So far. Yeah. So far this month, starting off, it's definitely helped. So Good. um and yeah, just making your bed like and having the house clean. Like mm-hmm.
0: is a peace of mind. It's clean house, mind. clean yes. mind. Yes. Uh, I really believe that. What is it? so what's the meditation looking like for you? Was that the podcast and other stuff? Or? No,
1: meditation, um, so it's not anything crazy for me. Right. Um I am I have a really hard time sitting still.
0: Okay. It, it, Been doing a great you. job of it so far.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I like to go, 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 go. I think at three different points in my life, I've been given the nickname turbo. Okay. Um, I think you probably, have, you probably have seen it. I mean, you've Maybe, been around yeah. me yeah. enough with my kids and like, it's just like one thing and the next to the next and the next. Right. Um, and so, uh, meditation, um, one of my fellow yoga instructors, um, Kyle, he's phenomenal did, a yoga, I guess, workshop or oh, a cool. meditation workshop recently. Okay. Um, and it's just, I mean... Nothing crazy again. Just sitting right. and breathing, like.
0: So you're focusing on your breathing during that.
1: Breathing and noticing, not being like, "Oh, my mind has to be completely empty." But hey, yeah, that thought came up. Like, acknowledging what comes up during that time. Sure. And what stories you tell yourself, like again, getting to know yourself better and like, what excuses you make, like, what stories you create, what it's stories a you create. Time. Yeah, a reflective time, I guess, um, is a good way to say it. Um, Yes, um, and so it's just been five minutes of sit there.
0: I mean, that's another good point of, hey, it's nothing big. I'm starting. It's going right. to be five minutes.
1: Right, that's what, 30. I mean, it'd be great if I could do 30, but let's right. be realistic. Sure. No, I probably would hate it. I would I would probably hate it and wouldn't do it. Right. So I'm starting at five minutes, Yeah. and I am very happy with those five minutes, and they have been great. And actually now, Blake does it, my daughter. Um, we uh, do just five awesome. breaths. She gets okay. up, and her and I sit. We both sit with our palms up, and... In a place of gratitude, and we say, we take five breaths, Holden runs around, he runs around, he's two. Um, But Blake and I do five breaths, and then I say, what are you excited about for the day? And we talk about something that is good, that's going to happen during the day. And yeah, so.
0: Damn, that's cute. (laughs) That is awesome. That is awesome. I think gratitude is so, I mean, I don't know, well, that's another thing too. I think people think of meditation as one thing, but it can look so different for so many different people.
1: And I agree.
0: the gratitude piece is huge. That's one thing I've been trying to work on is just uh, whether whether it comes to fitness, trying to build a clientele, running from class to class, whatever it is that we have going on and everybody else has going on, I think gratitude keeps us grounded, keeps us in place because there's this constant sense of keeping up with the Joneses, wondering what else is going on that's outside of our control. But if we take time to sit down and say, I'm grateful for what's going on in my life, what's currently present in my life, X, Y, and Z, whatever that looks like, I think that helped, at least for me personally, I can't speak for everybody, but it really helps keep me grounded in my, uh, just my happiness for the day. The fact that I'm here, it's a good day, I'm breathing, I'm alive, everything's good.
1: Right. You feel the same? Yes. And yeah, how has that been going for you? It was great.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, it hasn't been formal, um, as in like, you know, I'm doing five minutes every day, but I've been treating it as if it pops into my mind, uh, or if I notice I'm feeling, um, negative about something or I'm, about something that's completely out of my control I take the time to just recognize okay this is what's happening right now let's take a step back and say okay I'm grateful for this this and this awesome okay I feel a lot better
1: it, it's slowing down take right. a moment stop breathe check in with yourself
0: right exactly yep. and
1: then moving from a place of gratitude yeah. does instantly instantly will ground you yeah
0: I feel that the most come up in uh when I'm on social media I freaking hate it. I I have a love-hate relationship with it I don't know how you feel about it feel, feel about it but it's I love it because I love how connected we are as humans. I don't think it's ever been like this before, and it's so cool to see. uh, We can reach anything at the the tips of our fingers, but at the same time, everybody's trying to keep up with everybody. It's this unhealthy life of comparing yourself. I do it. I find myself comparing myself to other people, and I'm like, wait, what the heck am I freaking doing?
1: No. Don't compare yourself. I know. No, I know. I'm just being
0: honest. I'm being (laughs) honest. That's what social media does. It happens, and I recognize it, and I say, okay, you know... um, that's not healthy. I stop doing that, but it's, it's difficult. I I mean, I know you're active on your social media a lot and we'll plug that later. Shamelessly, of course. Um, but how do you enjoy it? How do you, how do you feel as you interact with your social media? What's, what are your thoughts on that in general? (laughs) Horrible question. You better have a great answer. I'm kidding. Thanks. (laughs)
1: Um, social media, it, it is a great tool to connect us all. Um, and it's a great tool to inspire and to connect. Um, to have community to build relationships like I, I mean so many people I've met through social media and have connected with um, has been incredible but um I would say I I got to a point where I, I was not on social media that much until I started bodybuilding somebody was like no you need to be on Instagram yeah. you need to be tagging all the judges you need to be doing all this and you need to be posting every day and I was like what yeah, we okay talk about that and too. that's that's how I started that's mm-hmm. how I started and it was okay. like and then, yeah, my coach and I was like, no, do not tag the judges. Like, no, no, no. Take, take a deep breath. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm new to this whole world. Um, so that's how my social media got started, my crazy Instagram. Um, as far as I also have my personal account, which is completely separate. Right. And that I've had for years. And I think it's incredible to connect with friends, family that are long distance. Love. Love social media for that. Yeah. Um, can it take away? I think there has to be balance. Again, you have to find a balance um, of posting. And I used to, I I was at a point where it was like, no, I have to post this. I have to post this. I have to post this. I am a creature of habit. You notice probably every morning I post a quote, pretty much. I post a quote. Then when I go to work out, I post a song. And then I post me working out and I post my cardio. Like, that's just my thing. But there I are some I never sometimes. realized
0: the pattern until you said that. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yes. Because exactly. it literally played out in my head. I was like, boom, 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 boom.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> Every day. Um, but, like, there's sometimes that my workout Wednesday doesn't get posted. And sure. No. It's social media. Right. Like Whatever. Whatever you give power to is going to have power over you. Um, Love that. And so if I say, like, I have to do this, then, yeah, then I'm going to feel like crap when I don't follow through on that. But, no, s- social media, to me, now has... I think I've let it take a backseat where it's, I do it because it's fun. Like, yeah, I post my stories, but if I, love I don't, so much
0: more. I wish I'd post so more stories. Right?
1: Stories are fun. <laughs> stories are fun, but Everything like the sucks. actual post, I don't make sure I post every day. Like, yes, I have, let's post a transformation Tuesday, but does it happen every Tuesday? No, right. no. But is it gonna happen when I feel like it? It's more of that. If I have the material, if I have something I want to get out, if it yep. has, if I have something I want to share, it's no longer like oh, I have to post. It's, do I have something I want to share? Um, and yes, yes. Um, it's also funny Like when you post a selfie, if I post a selfie, and I always try to write quotes pretty much, pretty much. And like I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of don't drag Gandhi into this. Like, oh, it's a yeah. selfie. But yeah, I pretty much do that. <laughs> I'm completely guilty of that. But I, I try, I mean, I try to share things that are going on in my life that hopefully maybe someone else can relate. And, sure. And um, have received a lot of, responses and messages from people that you then build a relationship and open up like yes it may be via social media and somebody i've never met in my life but they opened up to me about something that happened like that was tragic in their life and it does immediately form a connection whether Mm -hmm. it's via social media or not and so it can be a very powerful tool but it's now not i have to post every day it's like what do i have that's going to inspire somebody um what's in your heart
0: yeah, because if on my you, heart too. Yeah, if you feel like you have to post it, it's totally inauthentic. It's something that you're just trying to drag together at the last minute. At least for me, that's what I experienced. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not going to post this. Right. But if it's something on my heart, likes are way better, interactions are way better. I get DMs that are like, this was awesome. Right. And then so I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the trend that needs to happen. So.
1: Yeah, like Sally up, Sally down. Yeah, I'm going to post that.
0: That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I was like, that looks horrible, but it's awesome that she's doing that. How was that?
1: Um, it was fun. I want to do it again. Yeah. Um, I want to do more weight. So. What did you have on there? Oh, I always how long long is that song? Three minutes and thirty seconds. So
0: how many times do you know how many times it goes through?
1: I think it's 30 squats.
0: Okay. Okay. But it's but it's 30, but you're also holding it for what? A second, two seconds, each rep at least. At least. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. But I I mean, and it's more fun with friends. Do it with somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Do (laughs) it with somebody for sure. (laughs) Misery loves company. So and
0: if you don't, you're gonna look at it and be like, no one's gonna see me walk away from this, (laughs) and (laughs) then
1: Right? I'm right. done. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I might have done, if it had just been me, I might have just recorded a minute and been like, there's my one minute long Instagram video because an Instagram video can only be a minute. Right. Could have just done a minute and been like, I'm done. But right. When there's someone else, nope. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta roll through the whole thing. I love so. it.
0: I love it. So, right now, you have <laughs> yoga going on. You have, I mean, I don't, are you competing for a show right now? Or mm-hmm. you are. Okay. So, you have that going on and CrossFit. Mm hmm. Talk to me how you're balancing all of those out. Um, I would assume since you're competing for a show, your That's training it. is your priority.
1: That is my priority.
0: Okay. And 100%. Then how, how are you balancing? What are you using yoga and CrossFit for?
1: Um, yoga I need. I would say yoga is, I mean, people have church, people have religion, whatever. Yoga is kind sure. of that for me. Um, right. And it is what keeps me grounded. So, um, And teaching. I mean, when I step in and teach, that is such a healing process. A lot of times... A theme around something that's going on in my life or that oh, I'm struggling cool. with, okay. um, so that again it becomes something authentic. But it's kind of like a whole therapy session, a whole hour therapy session for myself, yeah, <laughs> like, it's a talking through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't go into details of in my personal life, but definitely address that. Um, so yoga, I'm still teaching, and then I'm at least taking one class a week, at least. Okay. But then also I have my home practice and building my classes at home that. Of oh, yeah,
0: for yoga. Mm-hmm. for yoga. Okay.
1: But then my training. Yes, is
0: top priority.
1: Top priority. CrossFit is if I get my workout done, like workout has to happen first, and then uh, doing it on my rest day.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. Active rest. Active day. recovery. Active rest day. So um, yeah, so that that right now CrossFit is not way up there, um, sure. but it's something that I love and I enjoy, and it adds a variety to my routine. Um, but also going to be getting my certification. Nice. So that is awesome. Um, excited for that, and com- doing a CrossFit, my first CrossFit competition, really in December. So, wow. yes. So I have bodybuilding coming up in November.
0: Okay, so. awesome. This is gonna be the second show. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, what I I personally feel that bodybuilding or at least lifting in that manner can teach a lot about um, ourselves. Also just fitness in general, especially if it comes to just getting in shape for yes. the context context of modern life. Um, how, have, how have you kind of see that seen that play out um, when it comes to lifting to sculpt your body and also being fit? Because that's always what I recommend to people. You don't have to train exactly like a bodybuilder, but I love I love bodybuilding and the art of it so much because it really is a, a well-rounded practice of I think of the best way to word it a well-rounded practice of using your mind to tell your body what to do to create the outcome that you want yes how yes. do you do you feel like that's the same thing in your life do you feel like I guess actually the better question is what is what is bodybuilding or training in the gym for that goal what has that taught you in life health and fitness anything
1: um so how to best answer this without repeating myself um I have one of my favorite quotes I came across recently is, "You train for the mindset, not the skill," and your mindset rolls over in every aspect of your life. Yep. Who you are in the gym and how you respond is who you're going to be when you're at work. Who you are in the yoga studio, you're practicing that mindset again of slowing down, breathing, and then tra- allowing that to transfer over in other areas of your life. Um, so, training, whether it is yoga and was talking to you, I think, about this the other day. Like there was one class I took where it was 107 degrees when I left the room. So I don't know how hot it got at the hottest point, okay. but 107 at the cool down, at like you're walking out of the room. And it was like 70% humidity. Oh my gosh. And there is it's time to practice. It's not about physical, it's about breathing. It's about slowing down your reaction. It's about, hey, this is the external circumstance. How do I react? How do I respond? So different between difference between reacting, responding, reacting usually emotional, responding, having more of a purpose um, and a plan of stepping back and saying, okay, I'm just going to breathe and move. That's all it is, is move with my body and get through this. No, this is not going to kill me. I'm going to make it through. It's going to be okay. Um, and then that transferring over into something frustrating happening at work or whatever, or there being drama and just stepping back, taking a deep breath, being like, okay, I can't control what this person is saying, this person is doing, that's completely out of my control, I only can control how I respond, um, let me take a deep breath, check myself before I react,
0: yeah, so. Yeah, absolutely, um, I think that, I, w- I want to touch on that too, it's an interesting point you brought up about practice, like you, you're taking the time to practice while you're in the gym versus getting it done, flying through it, and that translates to, in my opinion, results so much. Um, I don't think people treat resistance training as practice enough. I mean, how many people, and this is kind of touching on the whole bodybuilding thing, because I think it teaches great mind muscle connection. Because if you have to, if if you really need to sculpt those muscles that are a little harder to target, you have to kind of create that mind muscle connection right. and yeah. know how to command your body to move certain ways. And practice really helps you do that. Um, I mean, how many people do you see in the gym that are doing a cable row and their shoulders are rolled forward? And they're just rowing with their biceps. You know, they're not retracting their shoulder blades. I mean, all of them, right? right. Um, so if you're listening, retract your, retract your shoulder blades. <laughs> but, um, but that is, I mean, you, you can see it in their, their eyes. You can see it in their body language every single time. They're rowing 10 reps to finish 10 reps. Mm-hmm. They're not practicing a movement for 10 reps. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is, I think it is so key and so crucial just to slow down and say, all right, I'm going to practice this movement because I want it to work my back. I'm not doing this movement just to say I did 10 reps. Otherwise you can just do 10 reps of hand raises and then call it good. Like, <laughs> like you know, why are you doing what you're doing if you're not going to, um, you know, put it into, um, practice.
1: And, and I agree to that. So just a flip side of how you and I may look at things differently with that. Um, you are, I've seen your posts and stuff on practice. Like this isn't different. I just, I look at it as like be present. Being gotcha. okay. present and committing. Committing right. to what whatever the task is. Like, again, when I'm at home with my kids, fully there with my kids. When I'm at the gym, I am there at the gym. And no, it's not going through the motions. It's when I do a hamstring curl, yeah, you better believe in my head, I'm like, those hamstrings are gonna pop when I'm on stage. They're going to. Like that's <laughs> that is what goes through my head. And it is making that connection of this is what's engaging. This is what I need to build. This is what needs to get bigger. Um, that's one area that I need to work on. Um, so it is practicing that, not just going through the motions. And I guess that comes down to a lot of being honest, again, with yourself and self-reflection of who you are and like how you go about the rest of your day. Because again, it carries over in every aspect of your life. If you are just going to the gym and going through the motions, are you living a fulfilled life? Mm-hmm. Sorry if that was a little much. No, but it's yeah, it's not. If, I mean, this like, is it's raw. if you I just, just go rip. through your day following orders or just sitting at your desk just waiting for the date in, waiting for the clock to hit 5 so you can go home and just go through it again. What kind
0: of life is that? That's awful. That's the most miserable thing I've ever heard of. Right. Talking about it makes me want to <laughs> feel. It's so awful.
1: When you're when you're doing, I mean, whatever you're doing, it, doing do it with 100% or be present. Yes, be present. Practice it. Hone in on it. Um and again, just a little bit of self reflection. Yeah. Ask ask yourself of how, what what you are committed to, and if you're giving it your best. Yeah. So I
0: saw this. Uh, I was at Miramont the other day, and I saw this lady. She was um, doing internal external rotations with the band, mm-hmm. work on her rotator cuff, and uh, she had Netflix on. <laughs> she she was so zoned into the Netflix that she didn't even realize the band was loose. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so there was no. I can't even say it out So there was no tension on the band whatsoever. And she's just like looking at Netflix on her, on her phone, just going through the motions. Oh and I'm like, that is a perfect example of be present with what you're doing. If you, if you want to walk on the treadmill and watch Netflix, there's one thing. I mean, you might oh, not I have to be that. as present to walk, right? right. But I, if I, you're I, doing a movement sure. in the gym, where's your mind? If your mind's elsewhere, your body's going to be elsewhere.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and you're not going to see, like if you want to see changes and you want to see growth, Practice present be there if I want my squat to improve no just going through the squats are not it's, it's not right. going to get any better I have to be present I have to focus and push myself so
0: right I love yeah. it so what's what's next for you other than the show and then you said in December CrossFit that's
1: mm-hmm.
0: that the competition or certification that you're getting
1: uh certification the... Thanksgiving and then uh doing uh doing jingle all the way so cool. that
0: is awesome Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those yeah, okay. so the December, two next things for so. you.
1: Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And competition in five weeks.
0: Perfect. Well, where can people find you? Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to plug. Where can people find you? I know Instagram's the main, yep. the main that's, hub.
1: That's my main thing. Anna Merrill Fitness. Okay. So.
0: Anna Merrill Fitness. And M-E-R-R-I-L-L. Two L's, right?
1: Yep. Two R's, two L's. Perfect.
0: Was it always Merrill or was it Miller at some point?
1: <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> I
0: could have sworn it was Miller. And I looked at it one day no, and, and I was like... See
1: confusing. You missed my Transformation Tuesday. That wasn't my transformation. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to look back. It is. It's one of my transformations. Okay. Um, so, yes. My maiden name is Meryl. Okay. And I grew up in Fort Collins. Okay. My ex-husband's name, my kid's last name is Miller. Oh, my so God. So, I got... When I, That's when, the problem. When we got divorced, okay. I kept my last name to have the same last name as my kids. Okay. That was my original thinking. And then, sure. people just around Fort Collins still call me Meryl. Like...
0: Gotcha. I'm Anna
1: Merrill. Like, right. So.
0: I right. Back to Merrill. I think it was so confusing because <laughs> the spelling is so close. It it's just split, so flop. close. And I was like, I swear I'm not dyslexic. This can't be <laughs> possible. I was like, I got to ask about this. But anyway. Okay. Anna Merrill Fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's where people can find you. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. having me. It.
0: Absolutely.